Hi, everyone. Welcome to The Parenting Pickup, a podcast simply made to help families with trending topics and so much more. We are positive you will pick up tidbits of helpful tips, tricks, activities, and advice when listening to our podcast. I'm your host, Kara. We're excited to have Steph Schmidt joining us today. Steph is a district curriculum coordinator at New Horizon Academy, and she's here to talk about all things potty training. We know potty training is a big step for kids and their parents. Many parents are unsure about when to start toilet training or potty training, and not all children are ready at the same age. So I'm thrilled that Steph is here to share um, some secrets um, to potty training success. So welcome, Steph. Thank you for having me. Yeah, we're so excited to have you here. Um, So I'm just going to start off. What signs should parents look for to know their child is ready to begin potty training? Yeah, absolutely. So there are a few skills and tools that we want children to have before you start this process. At New Horizon Academy, we use conscious discipline as a social and emotional learning tool. So one important aspect of conscious discipline is that your kiddo is willing. Um, Your child needs to be willing to start this journey. And if they aren't willing, parents will see a lot of resistance. And in the end, it could make the process take a little longer. So the other aspect um, we want to look for is that do they have those necessary skills? If your child is willing and has the skills that would be a great sign that they are ready. And actually, Joan Morgenstern is a parent coach, and she actually refers potty training to potty mastering, which I love. I love, love, love this term. Um, it really puts it um, on the kiddos instead of on the parents. So we, um, with Conscious Discipline, love that. So the reasoning behind this is it's the parents aren't training the children. They're really helping a child master a new skill. So I'll reference many of her ideas throughout the podcast. Um, And so along with willingness, she says that children need to have three other necessary skills before potty mastering. The first is to know that we want children to intellectually understand that the pee and poop belong in the potty. And then obviously we know knowing and doing are not the same. So just like an adult, we may know we should do something but aren't able to do it. Um, The second is recognize the urges of needing to pee and poop. And the third is time. They need to know and feel what to do and get to the bathroom in the right time. So while they're learning those three skills, it is our job to help them along the way by asking questions or giving information. So once they are willing and have the three skills, they could be ready to start the potty mastering process. That's wonderful. And I like using the phrase of, you know, pottery mastering makes a lot of sense. It's kind of like developmental milestones. We don't train our children to walk. We don't train them to crawl. So I like it because it's similar to that, that they're really learning to master an important skill. That's a much, it takes the pressure off of us as parents for sure. Yep. And it just kind of leads us to be more empowering to them. So yeah. And I bet they feel better about it too. Mm Mm-hmm. And, and I like the ideas of kind of using their cues and they're telling us when the time is right versus us deciding, oh, happy birthday, year two, you should be potty trained or whatever magical number we come up with as parents is the right time to be potty training. So I really like that. That's great. Thanks, Steph. Um, another question I have is what can parents do before starting the potty training process? Like what do they need to do for themselves? Yeah, so kind of like you mentioned before, um, as parents, we need to change our mindset from where we are training them to we are supporting our children while they're learning a new skill. 
So like you said, children go through many milestones and potty training is the same as helping them learn to crawl or walk or talk. It's helpful if parents have a mindset that they're there to support their child as they reach their new skills. And for Conscious Discipline and Joan Morgenstern, she suggests changing some common phrases too when talking to our kiddos about potty mastering. So a lot of times we used to reference that they're a big kid now, we, you can go on the potty. Um, so now we can change it to you have an important job, you're a body boss now, which I also love because again, it puts the kiddos in charge of their own body. And so we all know that children love the idea of jobs and helping out. They are able to feel the importance of this. So if we explain that they have a job of being a body boss, they must first listen to their body to know if they need to pee and poop and then put the pee and poop in the potty. Um, so one thing conscious discipline says is that what we focus on, we get more of. So if we have that negative energy in regards to potty training, the kiddos can feel it. So we really want to shift our focus and look at the positive so we get more positive results. And that's the same thing for this potty mastering. I have to say, like, mind blown right now. <laughs> it's a total mind shift because I think that, like, with my own children, I would say, oh, you're you're a big boy now. Um, and so I think switching it to that they're learning new skills and that they're controlling themselves, I, I, I think that is empowering to them and takes a little stress off, too. Yeah, and I was the total same way with my kiddos. I was like, you're a big kid. You're three now. Let's get this. And really, I think in the long run, it actually made it harder and a little bit more resisting on their part. So absolutely, if I would have had this information when I was doing it, it would have been a lot, a lot helpful. I agree. I'm so glad we're doing this podcast because I think a lot of parents will benefit from it. Like I'm just, as we're talking, thinking about my own children, I'm like, oh, I said things like you're a big boy now and kind of picked a, a age that I thought they should be potty trained and didn't necessarily listen to all the signs. And with my first, it was much harder because I didn't wait for the signs. I just went ahead and said, this is a magic number. You're this age. You need to do it. You're a big boy. Let's do it. And had I just waited for signs, it probably would have been a, a less of a power struggle. And I think sometimes parents wait for the perfect time, but we really want to look for when they're ready. It may not be the perfect time for us, but if we take that little window where they're showing those three skills, that would just make it so much easier in the long run. Absolutely. And I think less power struggles, less frustrations, um, kind of all the things that go with that are not always fun. I mean, it's it's challenging yes. and frustrating. <laughs> yep. So we want to make sure that we're avoiding all those. So absolutely, those are, are great tips. Um, and kind of we know from what you said is that there's not like one way of going about potty training. There's not like these are the magical things you do. Um, but where would be the best place to start? What do you recommend for that? Um, I think before you even start to think about potty training, you want to make sure that the message like we talked about regarding potty um, training is positive. We know that all toddlers are even, you know, 12 months and a little older, are so curious about what happens when you go to the bathroom as parents. Um, so we want to make it a normal conversation and not a negative one. So if you are in the bathroom with them, explain what you're doing, what the process is so they're familiar with it. Them seeing you do it and that it isn't a scary process will benefit for them when it's their time. Um, also, use correct anatomy when talking to them. Read books about the potty. When they do go in their diaper, you can talk about it. Encourage them to start listening to their body. 
We also, when we think about potty training, we want them to have the self-help skills. We want them to have the self-help skills. We want them to know how to take their pants on and off, wash their hands, and start to wipe themselves. So if you're starting the process, have a tire that's easier for them to take on and off. We want to have those like looser pants and, you know, avoiding all the buttons and snaps and things like that. We want children to feel successful. And if they're able to do something simple, like take their pants on and off, we can celebrate them and that accomplishment. If you do choose pull-ups, it's a lot easier to have the pull-tear ones on the sides, especially for child care providers. Those ones are a lot easier. Um, but people have so many different ideas on how to potty train, and not one is right or wrong. It's just really going to come down to the adult's mindset first and that it's positive for these kiddos. Um, one thing we can also do is shift our language when talking to our kiddos when they're working on the process. So instead of saying, I need you to go to the potty now, it's important to use the potty right now. We can change it to telling them why it's important to use it and then explaining we're going for a car ride so we won't be able to stop. That's really wonderful advice in terms of thinking about looking at it positively and kind of shifting we need to go to the potty right now and helping explain the why. I like that we're going for a long card ride. We won't be able to stop. That would be much more helpful for the child. Those are all really lovely tips and I think you shared some great, helpful things that parents will just learn so much from. I hope so. (laughs) (laughs) That's great. Um, Another question that I have is kind of what's the best approach to take when a child has an accident? Because through potty training, you're you're a parent, I'm a parent, our children have had accidents, and they seem to always happen at the most inopportune time. I mean, always, always like when you're like, oh no, not right now, not here. So what advice do you have around accidents? Like how should we handle that as parents? Yeah. Accidents are really hard. They're frustrating for the kiddo and they're frustrating for parents. Um, but it also goes back to that patience and that positive mindset. Um, unfortunately potty training, when we don't really think about it can actually be the first time a child feels shame and that's really sad and you don't really think about it, but It really can be because it depends on how you approach that situation when the kiddo does have an accident. So a lot of times if the kiddo feels shame, that could actually lead to performance anxiety. And that is really the first time that they're realizing that they're either disappointing or that um, we are kind of shaming them. So and obviously that is the last thing we want our children to go through. So again, it goes back to we want children to feel empowered and know that their parents and caregivers are their cheerleaders. If your child does have an accident, just be encouraging and telling them that learning new skills can take a little bit and that it's okay. Um, Accidents are necessary and it helps build these skills for the futures. Children can feel our energy and in that moment, if we feel frustrated, they're going to feed off of that and it's just going to lead to that no, like pairing the two together that if I have an accident, my parent will be frustrated. But if we kind of just take a minute, take a breath and say, I just need a minute, walk away, compose yourself and then go back to the situation and just talk to your child and just tell them it's okay. We all have accidents. We'll try again. And um, helping them just feel comfortable in that situation and that mistakes are okay. And just helping them feel empowered. I think that is really powerful thinking about, I've never thought about it's the first time they feel shame. Mm-hmm. Because it's true, because they don't want to have an accident. It's just something that happens. And I never thought about that element of as, as a parent, that that is the first time they experience that shame. And then if they equate that to us being mad or frustrated, and oftentimes we get mad and frustrated because it happens in the middle of Target or at the grocery store or somewhere where you do not want that to happen, um, 
And so I think that's really an interesting way to look at it for us to just stop and think about parents and to have grace with our child and with ourselves and to realize like, okay, this might trigger me right now. I'm really embarrassed or frustrated because this is not the right time for this to happen. Like I have to get to work. I have a meeting. I don't have time to clean this up, but now I have to. And I have the stress of getting to work, but I need to just stop, take a breath and make sure I'm not shaming my child kind of unintentionally. I don't think any parent intends that. absolutely. But that's what happens and that the child feels your frustration and they probably already feel the frustration that I have this meeting, I have to get to work, I don't have time for this. And so I think that's a really great insight for us as parents to just kind of stop and breathe and take a moment and collect ourselves and then move forward and just remember accidents happen. Accidents happen. Yeah, that's wonderful. So what kind of resources would you recommend for parents um, and their children to kind of check out and look at to make the process easier? What do you recommend? Yeah, one thing um, that I referenced a lot and that I love is Conscious Discipline has their own podcast. And on there, it's called Real Talk for Real Teachers. And Joan Morgenstern was on there, and she did the Potty Mastering, a Developmentally Sound Approach to Toileting, which I think has a ton of great information and more kind of goes into the why behind it all. Um, She also is on Instagram. She's a parent coach. Um, And they're coming up with a book, actually, I think in 2024, um, for Conscious Discipline and her. So I think that will have a lot of great information. And then one book I just found on Amazon was just called The Potty Books. And I think that would be a great resource, too. So we really just want to find books that are empowering and encouraging for the kiddos um, while they're kind of going through this and while you're introducing it. Absolutely. And I like the idea of just being positive. I think that makes the whole process so much easier and really focusing on that it's a developmental skill and something they're mastering, which would help all of us as parents as we navigate this journey of potty training where there are successes and failures and ups and downs. So yes, and there's not one right way. So just having that, um, that mindset be positive for those kiddos. Absolutely. Absolutely. And just focusing on their just learning. Mm-hmm. They are just learning a new skill. Just a new skill. You know, we didn't get mad when they started walking and they fell. I never got mad. I just got a little worried that they were hurt. <laughs> and so taking that same approach with this is that it's just a new skill they're learning and they they will have kind of falls, so to speak. Um, and some kiddos, they'll pick it up in no time and other ones it's going to take longer. And that is the same with any other skill that they're learning. Absolutely. Absolutely. I think just this kind of looking at it through this lens is, is really empowering and helpful for families. Absolutely. These are great tips. Well, we're at the point now in the podcast where we get questions from families that wrote in and um, shared questions that they had regarding um, potty training or or potty mastering, as we should call it. (laughs) Um, Here's a question from a parent named Hannah. And she said, we're in the process of potty training our son, who is almost three years old. How do we ensure there's the same consistency at daycare, at grandparents, the babysitter, etc.? Uh, The first and foremost, I would say communication and just knowing exactly what you're doing and and feel empowered in the way that you're doing the process. Um, So just talk to the caregiver and then make sure that you are both on the same page and that so the child has consistency. Because if you're doing the same thing at every place, then the child will know what to expect and what to do. 
Um, do take into account, though, with child care centers, we do have different regulations and policies per licensing that we do have to follow. So maybe even before starting the potty training process, talk to your child care provider and find out if they have any specific rules, because then maybe that would change your approach at home. Um, so just kind of that way, you know, the expectations that are involved as well. So I think that's great advice. And personally, I found um, when my children were in child care that the teachers were amazing support systems and had so many tricks and tips and hints that they were able to pass on to me because I you know, was a new parent and wasn't sure what I was doing and they could kind of give advice that was really helpful. So I think they're a great ally in the process. Oh, absolutely. We had a teacher, Miss um, Jade, she knew exactly how to, the whole process, what would work. Um, and she was just had such great advice. So when we walked in, she's like, nope, they're ready for underwear. And they were fantastic resources. So definitely use your teachers in your classrooms. That's great. That's all wonderful advice. Um, we have another parent that reached out. Keely said, my child is potty trained during the day, but has accidents at night. What should we do? Um, at night, actually, this is so, so common. Kiddos can have accidents at night through 10. Um, so really just be patient. Again, it goes back to that. Please don't shame them. Intention, Obviously, again, it's not going to be intentional, but we just want to keep them empowered because we don't want that to lead into the daytime. Um, and it is normal. So just be patient. And if you are really concerned, ask a doctor. There's different um, items out there that you could use, but it's really, really typical. And so we just, again, want to be patient. And I think that's super helpful for us to know because the first time when you were first child, you're not sure and you think, oh my gosh, they are potty trained during the day, but having accidents at night, there must be a problem. But hearing that it it is okay up until age 10, there's not a real medical concern until after that knowing it happens. But as parents that have had a child that had an accident, you're in the sound asleep right. in the middle <laughs> of the night, your child comes in, it's not the time you want to be woken up. And of course, you have to change the sheets and do all the things and it's just a lot and so I think again going back to the advice you gave earlier is so great about being positive you know making sure that we're taking that breath and not shaming because none of us do it intentionally but it just happens when you're like oh my gosh are you kidding me it's 3 a.m I'm exhausted you know so I think that's really helpful advice for sure and as you said pediatricians are always there to answer any deeper questions. So wonderful advice. So our final question is from Alan. And Alan said, my daughter regressed in potty training due to the birth of our second daughter recently. Um, what steps would you take to get her back on track? I would start with making sure that you're having those one-on-one -on -one connections with her, even if it's simple, you know, in the morning while the baby is sleeping, just making sure that you are with her and having those one-on-one -on -one connections. We want to make sure that she feels as important as she did before the baby was born. So just making sure that you have those um, connections and those intentional moments throughout the day um, with her is important, even if they're only a couple minutes or, you know, not super long. And the other thing, we still want to empower her and be patient. So it just goes back to that, reminding her that it's okay, um, we will get this, and that she can do it, and just to continue to listen to her body. One thing that we do a lot in the childcare setting is create social and emotional stories. So these are just stories that help them um, understand and guide them through different situations. So you could 
could create your own social story um, with your kiddos' names and just kind of walk them through the process to help them change their mindset about the new baby coming and how it's okay. And so once they change their mindset about that, it could really help in that process. I think that's incredibly helpful advice in terms of thinking of having those intentional moments because it is a huge adjustment for a child. They're just displaced from being the star of the family show to having someone else who's taking away some of their limelight, so to speak. Absolutely. It can be a really hard time. So just making sure that they just feel just as important and empowered. Absolutely. That's wonderful advice. So Steph, we are so happy that you were here. This You were just a wealth of knowledge and helpful hints and tips for families as they, they navigate, you know, um, the, the potty mastering. Um, I, so I appreciate you being here. Yes, thank you so much for having me. Absolutely. Um, If you want more information on this episode or need access to other resources mentioned, head to our website at newhorizonacademy.net. And if you have questions, please email us at theparentingpickup at nhacademy.net. Thanks for listening.